I'm Danica Juarez. And I'm Jan James. And this is How's It Hold Up? Hi, I'm Danica. And I'm Jan. And I'm Valerie. And today we watched The Transformers colon The Movie from 1986. We did. I never thought I would be part of someone <laughs> saying that. So it's called The Transformers? It's called The Transformers colon The Movie. Cool. <laughs> it just really rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it could just be The Transformers Movie. But nope. Nope. The Transformers colon The Movie. Got it. Um, who... Would like to give a spoiler-free plot synopsis. All right, I'll go for it. All right, Woo-hoo, go for yay. it. Yay! Gold star. I'm it. Um, okay, the story has a background of a series previously, a uh, couple of seasons, right? The story set in 2005, the- 20 years after the TV series' second season. In the future, 2005. Yes. We, we know that there is a battle between the uh, Autobots and Decepticons, but the movie starts with um, a different planet living their life, uh, but then this big thing called the Unicron. I think it's just Unicron. Oh, I think sorry. It's a but it's Called the Unicron uh, devours the planet and everyone in it. Um, no hope. <laughs> it's assumed everybody's dead. Uh, jump to our heroes, right? Yes, our heroes preparing to battle... I feel like Sarah Zed. <laughs> I say it with my uh, tea and moving hand. Anyway, the heroes prepare to battle for a, a battle against the Decepticons. But we see that they are being spied on. So the Decepticons know that they are lacking something. And so they uh, attack the ship that is going to get what, they, what the Autobots need, take it over, and they start to, um, they infiltrate the Autobots, they infiltrate Earth, the Autobots base, and they fight. Uh, the base uh, calls out for help, Optimus Prime jumps in, Optimus Prime and Megatron fight, and Optimus Prime dies and passes on this thing called the Matrix mm-hmm. to, what's his face? I think it's the Matrix of Leadership, maybe? And to... Ultra Magnus. Ultra Magnus. So he passes the Matrix to Ultra Magnus. Megatron is presumed dead from that battle. Uh, and sounds... He's not presumed dead. He's dragged off by his people. Oh, that's right. Uh, he's dragged off by his people, but then Soundscream... Soundscream? Uh, Starscream. Starscream. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Starscream uh, and an effort, in his ever-present effort to be leader, kicks off. Kicks the uh, Megatron off of the ship, as well as other damaged guys. Takes a leadership role. But Megatron gets picked up by Unicron. Turned into... Galvatron. Galvatron. And is now Unicron's rebellious minion. uh, Because Unicron knows that the Matrix is the only thing that can stand in the way of his taking over of the galaxy or whatever. I don't even know if he wants to take it over. I think he just wants to eat everything. Whatever. Devouring of planets. So, uh, a skipping past kind of (laughs) (laughs) the stuff we'll talk about later from the beginning. Basically, this movie is uh, trying to defeat Unicron and trying to save 
what's their planet's name? Cybertron. Cybertron. And it's basically like a new kind of group of heroes has to take over for the old guard. And and this is sort of their proving ground. This movie is like them figuring out how to be the heroes and save the day sort of thing. Yes. Sorry, it's a lot of detail. There's, it's fine. No, you're good. Uh, yeah, no, pretty much. Um, I will never remember those names. Oh, that's Most totally of those fine. Names or <laughs> it's totally fine. Um, <laughs> Transformers fans everywhere can just be really upset as, know, as we so say sorry. all the wrong names. I'm so sorry. I know. I mean, I look, there's the too many characters. I know some of these names. I read some. I read some of the comics because people told me they were gay and good, and so I, I like know some of these characters more than I used to. But there's still too many characters for me to remember. Is the I was going to be like, who's Wheelie? And then I was like, no, I think he's the little dude. Anyways, there's too many characters in here. But... Yeah, um, we came in <laughs> blind. Yes. We, we did not see those uh, two previous seasons. Uh, no, so. no. I I, saw, I've never... Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've seen the the Bumblebee movie. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Probably, I that think was a I've good movie. The, it was good. I think I've seen the first Transformers Michael Bay movie. I don't know if I've ever actually seen any of those all the way through. Um, sorry. So, sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, look, I know Optimus Prime, I know Megatron, I know Starscream. I know, like, those big players, but also, yes. like, all of them die. So... <laughs> Boy, that's spoilers. It's, it's not really. They it's very brutal to start. Yes. It is very brutal. Very um, brutal. But, yeah, with without... Actually, I mean, the spoilers is basically just the very end. There's a whole lot of stuff that happens in this. But yeah, would you guys recommend this? What'd you think of it generally? It was entertaining overall, but it, um, sometimes I guess harder to follow or get into because I didn't have the, I didn't watch the series previously. Uh, love the style. It was mm-hmm. 80s anime. It yeah. looked good. M- music was... <laughs> very 80s yes (laughs) to for um to it's in both good and bad ways maybe let's say benefit and detriment yes there we go uh yeah sometimes the music was like yes this fits here and sometimes it's like oh this is a bit much um i enjoyed it overall and i'm sure if you like transformers well i'm not sure it is it is generally considered a classic by Transformers fans. Then great. A lot of Transformers fans, to my understanding, enjoy it quite a bit more than the actual live-action Michael Bay movies. Great. Though all Transformers fans love Bumblebee, so that's just a good movie. And every single one of them. <laughs> I mean, pretty I much from what I understand. It's, it's a good. newer movie. It's good. It it's actually, good. unlike the Michael Bay movies, it's actually made by people who like like Transformers. Um, it, it's cute. It's a cute little movie. Is um, it live action? It is live action. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, it's um, really cute. Uh, yeah, I think you'd probably enjoy it if we watched it sometime. Yeah. For animation fans, I i don't know. You might you might like it. The animation is fun to watch. I'll yeah. give it that, definitely. Uh, yeah, but, but maybe it, it's too, too... I don't know if it relies... It doesn't, like... It doesn't rely heavily on this series. I mean, it kills, like most of the original series cast. Yeah, but but I, I think you'd probably want to be familiar with Transformers to get the most out of this. Probably, yeah. So I guess it's hard to generally recommend it in that sense. Sure, sure. Yeah, I think I'm on the same... I, I'm I'm on the fence. I mean, I laughed a lot, and I mean, <laughs> I, I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I was going to. Um, but I, again, I just don't know enough about the transformers but but definitely the animation was good and it had a good pace and you know 
a lot of a lot of carnage. I do, <laughs> yeah, a lot of carnage. I I do have a question, a big question to ask. Oh, good. Um, well, give me a second. No, I know okay. after you say yours. Yeah. Yeah, I. If you're not already, a, if you're already a Transformers fan, then you've probably seen this many times over. So there's no use in recommending it to you or not. But if you're not a Transformers fan, I would say if you enjoy watching robots shoot at and punch each other a whole bunch um, and also cheesy 80s music, <laughs> you'll probably have a good time. Yeah. <laughs> like... I mean, I'm I like those things, and like this isn't one of my new favorite movies, but I I had a fun time watching it. There are some fun designs too. Yeah. Um. So so yeah. If if that if you hear that description though, and you're like that doesn't sound entertaining to me at all, then you probably won't get anything out of this movie because that is a large portion of what the movie is. So yeah. Oh, ask your question. Well, my question is. Why is there two humans in this robot everywhere? The original human, the original human is the one from the first two seasons of the show who is basically the audience surrogate human. It's like, hey, I get, I, as the person watching this, this is me getting to interact with these cool robots. But now he's older now because it's been like 20 years and he has a son and presumably the son is going to be the main audience surrogate for the seasons that came after this okay and i just wonder so, yeah too, it's is, a passing of the torch like valerie said okay but i was gonna say the only so i guess the surrogate and then also isn't their base supposedly on earth so are they the they last have a human? base on earth are they the last humans on earth or is there there's probably other humans. humans i think they just have a base on earth oh, okay yeah we don't see any humans there's i think that there's others or their mom yeah there's probably other humans that are in the series but like okay this movie wondered. doesn't have time to deal with that <laughs> It's got other stuff to do. Yeah, no, I just wondered because I'm just like, because the I don't think like Earth's been destroyed and there's like almost no one left or anything. I think that the Autobots just have a base there. Okay, that helps. Thank you. Because I was like, okay. Let's get specific. Yeah. This film was released in August of 1986 and opened at 14th place behind About Last Night, which had already been in theaters for five weeks. In that year, Hasbro lost a total of $10 million on its two collaborations with the one-year-old and serially failing film distribution company, De Laurentiis Entertainment Group, that we saw the name of at the beginning of this movie. Mm-hmm. My Little Pony the movie and then Transformers the movie were the two movies that they made. Box office returns were booming across the industry, but several other small young distribution companies were similarly failing due to bulk production of of many cheap films. Furthermore, Transformers the movie was reportedly lost in an already crowded summer lineup, including Short Circuit, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Labyrinth, Big Trouble in Little China, The Karate Kid Part 2, Aliens, Howard the Duck, Stand By Me, Flight of the Navigator, and The Fly. Flight of the Navigator, sure. I'm amused that Howard the Duck is in there, because that is not, from what I understand, a movie that did well either, but whatever. <laughs> the other, yeah, most of the others, yeah, I can see I think that. in the sense of the the audience that would see this, like, comic books. Sure, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the transition into film. So, we already mentioned in the get-go and that there's a lot of deaths in here, and that is... Something that you would think would be spoilers, but, like, most of them happen in the first, like, third of the movie. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about that. The TV series 
featured no deaths, and the writers had already deliberately assigned familial identities to characters for young children to associate with. However, Hasbro ordered that the film kill off several existing characters in order to refresh the cast. Director Nelson Shin recalled, Hasbro created the story using characters that could best be merchandised for the film. Only with that consideration could I have freedom to change the storyline. Screenwriter Ron Friedman, who had written for the TV series, advised against killing Autobot leader Optimus Prime. He said in a 2013 interview, to remove Optimus Prime, to physically remove Daddy from the family, (laughs) that wasn't going to work. I told Hasbro and their lieutenants that they would have to bring him back, but they said no and had great things planned. In other words, they were going to create new, more expensive toys. According to the screenwriters, Hasbro underestimated the extent to which Prime's death would shock the young audience. Story consultant Flint Dill said, We didn't know that he was an icon. It was a toy show. We just thought we were killing off the old product line to replace it with new products. Kids were crying in the theaters. He told them! Kids were crying in the theaters. We heard about people leaving the movie. We were getting a ton of nasty notes about it. There was some kid who locked himself in his bedroom for two weeks. Oh my god! (laughs) Optimus Prime was subsequently revived in the TV series. Oh my god! So yeah, kids were. This is the main thing I knew about this movie <laughs> was that Optimus Prime died, and it's like traumatized a generation oh, of kids who grew up on the show. Because <laughs> like he up. was like the main guy, and as the guy, as as the quote said, like he's got like he's the Transformers dad, like the your kind of comfort, like, he's here so everything's gonna be alright. And he just bites it. <laughs> like, he ha- at least he has, like, a, an emotional death scene or whatever. Yeah, but I, he still, he dies. I definitely don't think that it was it undermined his character or anything. No, like, the the writer's who, even though they didn't think that this was a good idea, clearly were, were, like, were like, we do need to, like, if we have to do this, we he does need to, like, get more of a send-off than some of the other characters that are just... Because I think some of the guys who were killed when the Decepticons first get on the... the first steal that ship, I think a couple of those guys were, like, pretty big characters that just unceremoniously die. Yeah, so some just people just bite it with, yeah. like, no fanfare, but Optimus Prime needed fanfare. Yeah, that's so interesting, because, uh, like, Unicron comes in and just, like, destroys a whole planet. Yeah. And it, Which really sets the mood, honestly. Yeah, and it can be that brutal because they're not people. So the, the guys making the toys are like, who cares? But it's like... Like, none of these are people. These are just toys that we sell to people. But yeah. But you made a TV show where you made the kids care about these toys as characters. Truly, mm-hmm. yeah, like... Read letters, ask a kid, watch yeah. the show I to mean, understand. That's where, again, oh, just gosh. that disconnect. Yeah, it's just like try to get where these heads. kids are coming from. Because, yeah, if you're not killing them in the series, it's like. Yeah, no one died in the series, to my kids? knowledge. What, like, how, when were they exposed to, to death and mortality? Like, you're going to do it in this movie where there is no previous established things so yeah. like you're gonna you're gonna traumatize them because like i'm pretty sure that these characters have been like shot and like partially destroyed and stuff in the series previous to this and they're always okay so that like some of them are just like immediately getting offed by the same methods is like 
horrified. Like, what's happening? You see in one of them, like... uh, I'm pretty sure that guy was a well-known character, too. It feels like their last breath. And it's it's like, like fire like comes out of his like mouth and eyes as he dies. So life leaves his eyes. It was yeah. I'm sorry, Transformers was, fans. I don't know his name, but I'm sure you guys do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but it was it was, it was brutal. brutal. So so do I understand you right? Then that this movie then did not do well. Oh no, it did not do well. It, it has since become a cult classic. Uh, like people now remember it fondly, despite the fact that it traumatized them. <laughs> okay. um, but but no, it did not do well financially at all. Well, I can imagine outraged parents like again having their kids traumatized and get up and just be like, yeah. "I am going to like write the whatever or and just." complain and yeah yeah (laughs) one of my notes is just characters i don't know are just dying left and right yeah i mean seriously they were just like i have no idea how many of these people are like named characters or not (laughs) because they're all destroyed with like the same level of care basically i said poor 80s kids i know right i know gee Gee, gee. Yeah, tr- truly Unicron destroying a planet at the beginning and wiping out a whole bunch of life is like a great opener for this movie. For one, just like I enjoyed the scene, but also it's like, hey, there's going to be there's going to be some death in this one, kids. <laughs> Including people you care about. And it was even like worse than like almost like Star Wars with the with um the Death Star just just blowing up because because this like it, it reminded like me of it. yeah. Well, it was almost yeah, and two is almost reminded me of Longhorn horns. No, I guess not Longhorn it's like horns. Beetles but or but bugs. but like no, but like a bull horns because they 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 curved inward. They were big and thick, and it would stab into the planet first, and then it had that mouth that would I then think just Valerie's start more apt pulling with stuff like a in. spider or beetle comparison. Mm, yeah, some okay, sort of insect okay. like using its pincers to got it. Yeah. shove its food in its mouth. Got it. Yeah, yeah, and so then it was just like. As you know, and you'd hear these people, or they tried, and then how many ships? How tried many to ships escape? tried to escape? How wow. many ships tried to escape? Too and many sucked back in. Oh man, yeah. it was. Oh, and you cried as the destroyer of hope in the world. So, yeah. yeah, I can't even imagine kids. Were, and yeah, because some of the characters you and I think like for a while, I think Hot Rod and Ultra Magnus and and RC and all those characters. I don't think they had appeared until now. I think this is their debut. Oh yeah, yeah. Like I think these oh, are new okay. characters that the movie's introducing to kids. So yeah, I'm sorry. He, I, th- those people were just idiots. Like you just don't like don't any of them have their own kids? I mean, just are you just? It's morons? like there's so many ways that you could introduce That's a new like, cast I'm gonna and give focus you a new on them. Puppy. I'm gonna give you a new puppy, but here, let me just let me just murder your your yes. your older dog. Your old dogs do have to die. I, you know first. what I mean? It's like what the heck? Yeah, like there's so much they could have done of like pulling him out of just like he has to lead now or like it can just be like the main guys that you've been following there's this war has it's on multiple fronts and they have to go take care of it here and now we're gonna follow these guys like yeah it's not that yeah. hard to do it without killing everyone else yeah yeah Jeez. yeah these aren't yeah like the way that the the show their characters they're not like toys to throw away these are characters that kids have connected with yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the whole purpose of the show is to make them care about the characters, so they want to purchase and have physical versions of the characters. Man, 
I did. I did like Star how Starscream went out though, because for one, he gets to be around for a while and like keep being his evil, duplicitous self. Yeah, be Starscream. <laughs> and then he like he finally gets what he wants, and then appropriately dies immediately after. <laughs> and just like, yeah, that's that's right. That feels right for that character. <laughs> yes, that was a very funny part of them turning on each other. Yeah, yeah all of it felt good. Yeah, but yeah, this feels right. Just rooting yeah. for Starscream the whole time, but then also just laughing when he dies. It's like, yeah, yeah you deserve yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. So so this happened before. Uh early on in the film, I think when the, the old guard was talking, you had that guy who was saying calling the Decepticons names. Oh yeah, sure, sure, sure. And so I've got I've got a few that oh, he could yeah. have said before he died. Decepted doinks, decepted dorks. <laughs> uh-huh. This one's not great. Decepta farts. Uh. Decepta honks. Decepta butts. I'm sorry. <laughs> Decepta punks. Ooh, I like that one. Yeah, and yeah. I have Decepta wonks. Decepta wonks. That's, that's all I got. I was trying to think of the of the film. Thank you, babe. That's beautiful. You're welcome. Thank you for sharing that with us. <laughs> I liked uh, I liked when Megatron's like nobody summons Megatron and Unicron's like then it pleases me to be the first. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) that was a good line. I also love that the Dinobots just love hearing stories. Yeah, they were they were fun throughout the film. They're just they're really stupid, but like they're pretty nice guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're just so funny. Yeah, at one point I love it where he's just laying his head on on like the console almost like a dog or something and the old guy just keeps pushing but would you just get out yeah. of here and he's like, but I like your story. Yeah. You're so cute. So cute. I have a lot of questions about their anatomy. They <sighs> That's a thing you can say. Well, babe, I have good news for you, and that is the internet exists, and fans, they've got answers to your questions. Well, mostly, how do they play instruments during the coronation? I mean, the same, they just, they push out. Do they have a breathing system? Because one was getting choked. And so, can you do that? Can you, like, suffocate an Autobot? I don't know. Um, Maybe. Those are my main questions, I guess, of just, like... Okay, I guess I guess if you can play an instrument, it makes sense that you can choke an Autobot or a Decepticon to death. Was he even making gagging noises, though? I, like, don't know if that would have killed him so much as it was a, like, keeping him pinned down thing. I'm yeah. not sure. I don't know. But that... The horns thing was really funny, though, because they kept going and it made Starscream angry and then he, like, shot the horn. It was funny, but... But it, yeah, but it just raised questions for yeah, you. Yeah, it made me... I... Yeah. I get it. I don't know. I don't know, babe. Okay. I'm sure somewhere on a wiki you can find the information you seek. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> the, 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 like, middle-ish of the movie is, like, just a lot of zany, like shenanigans on planets and stuff yeah um it's fun i don't like just it's just a lot of stuff happening the whole all the time which is pretty much this whole movie it's just a lot of things happening all the time yeah, yeah. there's not really like a lot of downtime and no one. you don't get you don't get much of a brain break or yeah you know. just a lot of stuff all the time other than i think that's why i started jamming to the music mm-hmm. the music would be like okay we're getting you tell know. me how to feel music <laughs> I like uh, after the, I like the, so there's like a universal greeting. greeting. Yes, oh, that was But it's like, 
some nonsense alien phrase and okay sure i guess that's just the universal greeting but then it does work on it doesn't it kind of works at first but then doesn't really work for the first time they try it but then they try it again later and it does work with a different group Mm -hmm. and then the they just dance yeah yeah. with with that group while weird al yankovic stare to be stupid plays and and they're just like dancing and like twirling and like one of the guys kisses the dino one of the dinobots on the nose and it's just it was very good and i liked that whole bit. yeah, yeah. And then the dino <laughs> i was got- like yeah i can i can vibe with this yeah. <laughs> the dino was was like wasn't having it though because he was like i i don't like to be what is he, i don't like to be kissed he's he did like he it did. though you know? <laughs> <laughs> he just has to put on a tough guy yeah. act. i wonder if that greeting comes back in the series oh no idea uh, mom was really tickled by the eliminate even the toughest stain line. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That like yeah. really, that really yeah. killed mom for a second. <laughs> she just wasn't prepared. I wasn't, because I so remember that commercial. <laughs> used to come on way too often. Yeah. Oh, gosh. That was... Yeah, so there's, there, again, I I never would have thought that I'd be sitting here saying that I'm and discussing a Transformer movie. But, but you're it like, was, it yeah, wasn't that yeah, bad. Yeah, no, it was, it was fun. I mean, a lot of it was funny. Again, it was very fast paced, so yeah. a lot of action going on. Anything else about the story before we move, and story and characters before we move on to voice acting? Because I have a lot of voice acting notes. Go for it. All right, voice acting. Lots of voice actors in here because there's entirely too many characters. Let's start with Optimus Prime and Ironhide. I don't remember who Ironhide is, so Optimus Prime is the only one we care about here. He's voiced by Peter Cullen, uh, who has been the main voice of Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh since the 1980s Winnie the Pooh TV series. And also voiced Monterey Jack from Chippendale Rescue Rangers. That is awesome, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I that's thought you'd big, appreciate that. That's the big mouse guy, right? Yeah, and, and Rescue Rangers? Yes, yes. All right, so two father figures. Yeah, basically. Is Eeyore a <laughs> father figure, though? Well, I just said two father figures. Yeah, so Eeyore doesn't get to be. But Eeyore's like one of his... Eeyore and Optimus Prime, he is still voicing those characters to this day in different Aww, media. Oh, that's <laughs> so, awesome. That's um, awesome. Springer, Slag, Bone Crusher, and Hook... Couldn't tell you who those are. Voiced by Neil Ross. He has done lots of small voice roles. Uh, I most recognize him as the Codex narrator from Mass Effect. Ooh. And that. Ooh, okay. And Moneybags and Bentley from the third Spire of the Dragon game. Hmm, sure. Okay. So he's the second uh, Moneybags voice, which I prefer the first one, but I like his performance as Moneybags also. Okay. I don't really remember how Bentley sounds, honestly. But Moneybags, I can hear in my head both versions of him. I guess there's three versions of him now. More if you can. I'm not going to go on that tangent. Uh, Frank Welker voices like five or six different characters, uh, including Megatron himself um, and Wheelie, the little guy. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But Megatron is the main one. That... Who's the fast guy? Um, is oh, that, that was a little is bit that annoying. Blur? <laughs> blur, blur, yeah, probably. blur. John, blur the best John guy. Moshida Jr. Okay, don't know. I don't. I don't know him. Uh, I don't know who Perceptor is, but Perceptor's voiced by Paul Eating, who you might know as Grandpa Max in the Ben Ten series. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Grimlock. Also, don't know who that is. I think. 
Grimlock might have been one of the Dinobots. Is he the dinosaur, the the Tyrannosaur guy? I think so, yeah. Okay, yeah, so that's Greg Berger, who, for one, just has a a fun name that I'm sure he was never mocked for in school. (laughs) I'm sorry, (laughs) that probably happened. Uh, But people that he has voiced that are relevant to us, uh, Jekt, who is Titus's father in Final Fantasy X. Oh, okay. Uh, the Gromble from Ah Real Monsters. Okay. And Hunter and Ripto from the Spire of the Dragon games. Okay. The the original better okay. Hunter, not the remake version. He's uh-huh. fine in the remake, but um, <laughs> there's a character called Cliff Jumper. Um, I don't know who that is either. Voiced by Casey Kasem, though. Who's Kasem. the Casey Kasem? Who oh, was okay, the original yeah. voice of Shaggy from Scooby Doo? Okay, yeah, he used to also do the mm-hmm. the dance thing. Uh, Galvatron is, of course, uh, Leonard Nimoy. Yay, Leonard! Uh, Braun Shockwave and Spitewit Wiki are all voiced by Corey Burton, who we talked about before. He does he, he several of his voice roles are replacing Christopher Lee, like mm. uh, Count Dooku and Star Wars and stuff like that. Um, Cyclonus. And the Quintessen leader, I, I don't know which one's the Quintessens. Uh, I wonder if they're the ones that maybe, I... Oh, I didn't maybe know the big the guy. Maybe the big guy. Maybe we're doing the dance off. No, because yeah. that's the Monty Python guy. Okay. Uh, no, but uh, Cyclonus, Cyclonus is also is the other purple guy who's with Galvatron all the time. I don't even remember if he says anything, but apparently he does. He's vo- Those two are voiced by Roger C. Carmel who uh, is most recognizable to me as Harry Mudd from the original Star Trek series. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Devastator. Don't know which one that is. Voiced by Arthur Burkhart, who we have talked about here before. He voiced Pete in Mickey Mouse, Prince and the Pauper. Okay. That really oh. menacing Pete. Oh, He's in wow. there somewhere. Okay. Okay. Uh, Scavenger and Gears are voiced by Don Messick. Who uh, has done a lot of Hanna Barbera voice work? Scooby Doo, Bam Bam Rubble, Astro from Jetsons, Muttley and Wacky Races, Boo Boo Bear and Ranger Smith, Papa Smurf and As- Smurf and Azriel, uh, and Hampton J Pig from Tiny Toon Adventures. Mm. He's done a lot of stuff. Uh, Eric Idle is from Monty Python is in here. Obviously, he's he's pretty obvious. He's the leader of the. Junk guys on the junk planet. Oh, okay, yeah, I like them. And then Orson Welles. Woo-hoo! So this movie is the final film featuring Orson Welles. Welles spent the day of October 5th, 1985, performing Unicron's voice on set and died on October 10th. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, Slate reported that his voice was apparently so weak by the time he made his recording that technicians needed to run it through a synthesizer to salvage it. Shin stated that Welles had originally been pleased to accept the role after reading the script and had expressed an admiration for animated films. Shor- shortly before his death, Wells told his biographer, Barbara Learning, you know what I did this morning? I played the voice of a toy. I play a planet. I menace somebody saw- called something or other. Then I'm destroyed. My plan to destroy whoever it is is thwarted and I tear myself apart on the screen. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. Wow. What a legacy that man had. And I mean, he sounded great too. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, they did some stuff on his voice, but still, yeah, like, his so, lines were yeah. all fun, so. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's so sad, though. I mean, But it's good. Know. But I just mean, I mean, sorry, it, that's a great way it, to end your career. I don't mean it like yeah. that, but I just mean it's just sad. It's iconic to a generation of kids, certainly. Yeah. 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 Um, let's talk some about the animation. I thought it was good. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it's very 80s anime. Uh, I mean, it's Toei, uh, Toei animation in the 80s. Um, it's it's cool. The alien robot designs are fun, like the bitey fish guys and that guy with the tentacles and mm-hmm. the guy with a bunch of faces and all that. Like, yeah, they've got, got some fun designs in here. I really like that drill ship thing that they get from the junk planet. Or no, they no. get it. They get it from the the planet with the bitey fish guys. Yeah, shark. Yeah, but it like spins really weird and cool when it when it flies. When it lands too, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Drills into the planet a little bit. Yeah, it's rad. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot of fun imagination with some of that stuff in here. Um, the 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 actual Transformers designs, especially the faces, are, are I'm not like personally big on, but that's also just the design that they had back then. So it's it's true to how those characters are supposed to look. It's just not personally one of my favorite looks. Um, but yeah, I mean the animation I think was really good. So. I like the colors too. Yeah, definitely. And, and there were, like, things like the planet and when you would see it from a distance or, like, the planets even that were being taken over and other things. Um, there were some really good details. Yeah. Um, yeah, I liked, uh, for the animation, it was very, it was fun. Like, there were different little, like, the hair movements whenever the kid was in the car or on the board. Um, driving had a lot of, like, flourishes when the um, uh, Autobots, when when either of them were like transformed into cars, like racing around. Yeah, it was, it was fun. And then the designs were so interesting with the different robots or whatever, like not necessarily the Autobots or Decepticons, but also the ones on the other planets. Yeah. Just like different robot creature designs. It's fascinating. And even in the beginning, the planet that got destroyed. Yes. Um, the animation did a good job just kind of giving a setting and making that horrific. Yeah. Cause you could see like, these is just like these robot families and these people. And then they're all gone. Like Unicron looks fine enough when he transforms into a guy, but I prefer his orb form and like the creepy way it just like grabs and eats stuff. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's honestly that he turns into a guy. Meh. It's fake. Um, but like, he honestly feels more menacing to me as as the orb because it's it feels more unknowable, I guess. For yeah. sure. Once you become a guy, you feel more defeatable just because you you're a guy. Yeah. You know, but when you're just this giant orb that just sucks things in and destroys them, that's just more terrifying. I don't know. Yeah, yeah especially how he was controlling Galvatron or influencing him. Yeah, or yeah. Like, it's just this big circle thing, this big voice coming out of it's it. It's like, how do you even do anything against this? Yeah. The only port of opening seems to be that mouth, and the, how how are you going to do that and not die? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I find that interesting the way that you say that. That, yeah, it's almost like he made himself more vulnerable to turn into something. So, yeah. Yeah. What would the movie have been like if it were live action? Well, if it were directed by Michael Bay, bad. But um, I don't... This movie is so utterly not about humans, even though there are two humans in it. Yeah. I don't know why you'd do that. It'd just be a giant cgi fest and it's not going to be as fun because you can't be as fantastical if you're trying to do a realistic live action thing yeah i think this movie only really works in animation (laughs) i just 
if you're doing a movie that's like entirely about the Transformers, why would you make it harder on yourself and make it live action? Like Bumblebee is good and and has several Transformers in it, but it also has human characters and a main girl human character that like we care about and like has a lot of screen time. But this is like, there's a kid there, but half the time the kid is in a robot body. So it's like, yeah, there's just, why would you do that? This works best as animation because otherwise you're giving yourself a weird amount of work to make a thing that'll probably not be as enjoyable as it is just this this anime animation robot fighting robot fest. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and you'd have to do so much CG with with the planets and the planets being devoured and all of the, you know. Yeah, yeah. just it seems like a waste. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you did do it, you would need to make the humans more centric just by necessity. Like, I, I don't think you could do it without the humans being a, a more integral part of it and taking up more screen time. Yeah, I, I agree that the it would be focused on CG, but it would be hard to relate to. And there could be cool, like, planet designs and stuff, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Let's talk about sound design. The Transformers theme is great. When it starts playing, I'm like, heck yeah. After Unicron <laughs> just like destroys a planet and wipes out a people. <laughs> and then it goes and then it moves into space a little bit. And that Transformers theme blares. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't watch the show, but I'm still like, yeah. <laughs> I just, I love the cheesy 80s music so much. If, if you're not about cheesy 80s music, I'm sorry, you're not going to like the music in this movie because that's all it is. <laughs> um, Dare to be Stupid, though, was a very distracting song to play during an action scene. Like, I'm just, these robots are like driving around and punching each other and I'm just hearing Weird Al say ridiculous things. And I'm like, why, why did you choose this at this moment? I think it works well at the party scene, scene afterwards. That's like, where it most clearly fits, but it's used in the action scene preceding it too. And it is just distracting for me. <laughs> yeah, I I agree. I don't know. Sometimes they, sometimes the music work worked. Sometimes it didn't. Uh, sometimes it's a lot more in the background too. Like there's several songs where you can, you can hear that they're singing back there, but like the characters are talking over them and it's not taking up space, I guess in that way. Yeah. A couple of times, it cycled like it, it cut the songs in weird ways like mm. they cut it to hit story points but it's lyrics in a song so it's like we just heard that and it didn't seem like a natural transition in the song yeah yeah and and that was distracting to me it's like if you're gonna use it for that emotional punch it feels like you shouldn't be using it preceding it like you should have something else and then bring in the song yeah as yeah. opposed to like playing the song then cutting to the certain lyrics to trigger an emotional reaction sure yeah yeah it was a little distracting sometimes i mostly went with the flow personally but yeah i yeah. get that yeah and yeah and there were times that it just really really worked well <laughs> that i was like <laughs> yes um yeah it's it's very silly very cheesy 80s Let's go on to the part that our podcast is named after. How's it hold up? I don't have any specific notes, but I got notes in my brain. And that is that there is one girl character and she is the girl. Yep. And she 
sometimes needs help because she's a girl and she also protects the kid a lot because she's a girl. And she, I mean, a lot of these characters don't really feel like they have clearly defined personalities to me. There's like a green guy that's with them all the time. And I, I couldn't tell you anything about that man other than he turns into a helicopter. I remember that he turns into a helicopter, I but I don't, that. I don't remember anything else about him. Is he the one that kept putting his hands or that put his hands on? I think so. Yeah. In the beginning. I think so. Yeah. 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 He like was holding her hand at some point. It felt like, but then uh, yeah, he went to pull her and it's like. Yeah, I know, right? Stop! But like, I don't, her. I don't know anything about that guy. Like, I, I get, I get Hot Rod. Yep. He's, he's like the young kind of upstart and like not the clear like should be leader Until. to everyone else, but to the audience, it's clear that he's going to be the leader. Yeah, like he got his hands on that Matrix. <laughs> yeah, Ultra Magnus is like the more serious leader, who's the more obvious to the to the re- to all of them leader, Mm-mm. and then I uh, what is. There's the old guy. I forget his name. I keep thinking it's cop, but it's like cup or something like that. It is cup. I, I think. think it's cup. Mm. Um, and he tell he tells stories and is cranky and he's he's fun. I like that guy. Yeah. Um, the pretty much the rest of them besides like Optimus Prime and stuff. Like obviously I know them, but like the rest of this new cast, I don't really like know anything. And RC is she's just there. She's pink, mm-hmm. so that you know she's the girl. She's the only girl with there's no explanation for. Not that I necessarily need it, but like, why aren't there more, I guess, is what I'm saying. Um, and she's she just isn't enough of a character. Um, and, and that's also, a bummer. Yeah. And also her her thing is the most form fitting and her and her. Oh, yeah. You know, and her she's shaped, very, yeah, she's very shaped like lady. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, she's not as bulky as the others. Yeah. Like uh, other guys. L- straight lines. Yeah, yeah. She's got curves. Yeah. Like, curve legs. Yep, yep. I mean, you could have even added some women voices in the judge part. Of nope. Just like talking. <laughs> nope. There's literally, yeah, I think there's literally one voice actress in this, and the rest are all guys. Susan Blue, I believe, is the only lady in here voicing anybody. So, yeah, that's just a bummer. I would like more ladies. And I know that the comics eventually give give us that, and that's great. But I'm just like, this movie could use more ladies and could also stand to not treat the one lady in the way that it does. Which isn't, like, outright horrible, but isn't great. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I agree that it's not like she was the only one that was undercharacterized. Yeah. So, so in that sense, I don't completely hold it against the film. Uh, it would have been nice for them all to have stronger characters. Definitely. And especially one that is, like, making her not just the girl. Yes. Agreed. But it's the 80s, so it's hardly surprising. That's how a lot of ladies in cartoons in the 80s especially were. So Yeah. Smurfette principle. Um, I, that's about all that I really have for this section, though. Is there anything else that jumped out for you guys? All right. Let's go on to our... Spoiler alert! Skip to 51 minutes and 49 seconds. When they crash through Unicron's eye and the music goes, Dare! Dare to believe! I'm just like, I'm like, I'm pumped. I'm like, yeah! (laughs) This is like so transparent how pumped you're trying to get me right now, but I am going with it. I am in it. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, that was that was a very good musical moment. 
And then another musical moment happened a bit later where Galvatron and Hot Rod are like, they're going back and forth. They're, they're kind of wrestling or whatever, trying to defeat the other. And the, the Matrix or whatever has been on a chain around Galvatron's neck. And Hot Rod like reaches for it. And when he touches it, immediately it goes, you've got the touch. And I'm like, yeah. oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, that one was so cheesy. I could, I, I could barely handle it. That was so much, but also perfect. Like yes, perfectly yes. timed. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you yes. could not have done that better. Yes. Yeah. Uh, those are my, uh, those are honestly the only notes I have here. I mean, of course they defeat Unicron. Like that was never in question. And it was also pretty much not in question that Hot Rod was going to be the leader. I think he's, uh. Rodicus. Rodimus Prime, Rodimus. I think now. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, you get a name change when you become the Prime, I guess. Mm. Uh, yeah, that Transformers fans are like, yeah, obviously. Come on. And I'm like, I don't know, guys. You idiot. <laughs> uh, um, well, I'm I'm a I'm a very minor Transformers fan, and it was late in life because I heard the comics were good. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, for Unicron's design, I really liked his wings, though. His wings were dope. Those were very cool. Definitely liked the wings. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, we... Did we say that What's-His-Face, we thought he died? The da- the dad of the son- of the kid? Or who were you talking no, about? No, no, no. The, the- oh, Ultra Magnus. Ultra Magnus, he, like, tries to use the Matrix at one... This is how Galvatron gets it. He tries to use the Matrix at one point, but, like, it doesn't work for him because he's not cool enough or whatever um and and so galvatron shoots him fun fact originally he was going to be drawn and quartered but they changed that to where he just gets shot but that uh helps explain why he's in pieces later yeah 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 (laughs) Um, wow but he just gets put back together and he's fine later and And it's like like, what (laughs) What happened to Optimus, though? <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Like, to me, that is one of, like, if you show somebody dying in this film, they're dead. I just want Except the rules. For this guy. I just want the rules of death to be clear in this universe is all that I'm asking. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. like, if he can come back from that, I feel like some of the other guys should have been able to come back from stuff. It's probably, there's like a, it's not the Matrix, because that's the the main thing. There's like a spark or something that's like the life force ball of energy Don't or something that that's podcast. in the Transformers. And so I bet the Transformers fans are like, they got hit there, or and that's why they die. And I'm like, I, you know what? This movie doesn't tell me that. It so doesn't. it doesn't... It just, even, if, even if that was an established thing in the series somehow, like before this, it's not brought up in the movie. So I'm left as a casual viewer, very confused right. as to why all these people die, but this guy is fine. And Other than... Because he's part of the new toy line, so he doesn't need to die like the others do. Exactly. And I was so sure that Cup was going to die. <laughs> yeah. I'm very glad he didn't. And yeah. I was pretty sure he wasn't because, again, I was pretty sure he is also part of the new toy line. <laughs> so. But I was like, this old man mm. has to die for that young guy to, like, <laughs> to straighten up. I'm glad he didn't. Cup is one of my favorites, so, um, uh, in the movie. Like, he, he was fun. Yeah, and I liked the the... 
the callback for him saying like, oh, this reminds me of this. This reminds me of this. And then whenever you see... When they're approaching Galvatron. Yeah, Unicron. <laughs> or, sorry, yeah, Unicron. And he's like, what does this remind you of? And he's like, I've never seen anything like this before. And I'm <laughs> yeah. like, love it. Yes. Yes, yes. That was a very good payoff for that. <laughs> they have so many cheesy lines. Oh, so many. Do you have any written down? I don't, but there's a lot of good... There's a lot of terrible good ones. Well, there's a, there's a, here's a terrible bad one of them, of... Uh, the green one, I'm pretty sure, saying to the kid, but if you get space sick, you're going to walk home. And I remember like, that. That dumb. was terrible. Uh, some, somebody was like, I think it was the dinosaurs fighting, and one was saying cesium salami or barium bologna. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, sure, you know salami and bologna. Okay. Um... Again, I would like to stress that this is a movie where Weird Al Yankovic's Dare to be Stupid plays over an action scene at one point. So, like, it's not taking itself completely seriously sometimes. And Except that's good. Except when it kills. Except for <laughs> when it's taking itself seriously and murdering all of your favorites from your childhood. Yeah, yeah like, that's so... It's a, it's a movie of contrasts, but also the whole thing feels like it's on 11 all the time. Yeah, it's like, oh, this movie's for kids. Let's murder your your favorite toys. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's it's messed up. Um, but yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much the end. They they he he gets the matrix and it destroys uh, Unicron from the inside and they all escape and they're fine. Uh, Bumblebee didn't get killed, so that's cool for Bumblebee fans and fans of the original characters, as he's like one of the only ones who doesn't get killed. He's barely in the movie, but he didn't die. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think he's in the the. Series. The series after this too. Like, so I'm the one that survived. <laughs> yeah, um, but but yeah, I mean they of course defeat Unicron and then um, it's like now war is over. Says the Autobots who are on the planet now with no Decepticons around and are like, yeah, it's done. Peace is secured, and it's like, okay, well, <laughs> I mean. There's a whole faction of guys that aren't here right now, and they might disagree with that, but sure, you get your happy ending, whatever. Mm. I'm sure that they didn't fight any more in the series <laughs> after this. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of expecting them to have to team up a little bit because of this bigger existential threat. Galvatron tried to briefly, but since he's controlled by Unicron, it didn't work out. And even then, it wouldn't have been a true... Well, I mean, he probably would have double cross or whatever. Certainly, sure. Yeah, him being like, and now I've got the matrix, and you have to do what I say. And I'm like, like, you fool, such a dummy. Yeah, it's like you're being a real Starscream right now. (laughs) How does that always work out for him? It's like, is this a plan Starscream would do? Okay, this is a bad plan. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Uh, Any more spoilers? Things. No more spoilers. Let's go on to our favorites and least favorites. Uh, what was your least favorite scene in the movie? <laughs> I guess this kind of, uh, the, the one, so, okay. The, the planet at the beginning totally destroyed, everybody destroyed, except there was one of those guys in the jail of, uh, one of those two planets where shenanigans happened. And then we get to see him get killed by these judges. That was so messed judge up. Judge bots. We'd already seen someone else get killed. We didn't need him as an example. That's terrible. Yeah. And oh, and no. oh I, yes. I think he maybe gave some information about Unicron. Yeah. 
Maybe. And and then we get to see him die. And maybe it could have been the other way around where he gives the information and then the other guys get taken. I don't know. But... Seemed needlessly cruel. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm going to say that's my least favorite. Not that it was terrible. Um, but I agree. That I'm guy deserved agree. better. I know. I know. And I really wanted him to live. <laughs> yeah. That was yeah. a bummer. That was just like needlessly was like... like yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be in the sham of a of a court or a judge or and it's like or good for you guy but also it's really sad that you're dying now <laughs> no i'm gonna say that because otherwise it's like there wasn't yeah like others is fine like I don't, yeah, yeah I, don't I guess i guess there could be just a general like rc and the like kid wanted more didn't get to do much yeah but but yeah i'll go with that one what was your favorite scene in the movie i think for me personally it was honestly the opening that was a that was a big mood um, of just like, hey, here's this thing moving through space. Here's this planet. Here's these people. Oh no, they are being destroyed by this horrible, terrifying thing. Um, I liked it. It's good. I think mine's got to be the dance off. The that's dance a off. Good, that's a good one <laughs> where, too. Yeah, where they're like my second the favorite alien thing works, and then they're all just jamming. Yeah, it's my second Some favorite thing. Yeah. Some are doing cartwheels or doing. I don't yeah. Know <laughs> yeah, I think I'll go with the beginning too because that one. Uh, it was a good intro, especially as, uh, someone who hasn't seen the series or seen, like, no, knows a lot about it, and it was just a nice, like, cool designs, cool setting. Really sets the stakes here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, okay, like, stuff's going down. Yeah. Got it. Um, who was your least favorite character in the movie? I guess just for mm, being a boring dude, and I don't even remember his name, we'll say the green guy. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's, like, ostensibly one of the main ones, and I don't remember anything about him other than he turns into a helicopter, and he grabbed RC's hand one time. And that was a little annoying. So yeah, that guy. I hate that guy. That guy's the worst. <laughs> nah. Yeah, I don't have strong feelings on, like, negative feelings towards any of them. So yeah, him, sure. Why not? Yeah, I'm I'm going to have to agree because I was just trying to think. But yeah, he's one of the ones that I know the least, I mean, kind of about. That was one of the I wanted guys. more from Cyclonus because he's, like, he's cool in the, in the comics I read. So mm-hmm. it's a bummer that he does, like, almost nothing in this movie, but... That's not a big deal. So, yeah, green guy. Who was your favorite character in the movie? I mean, for me, it's definitely Cup. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's just fun. Like, I like I like hearing his dumb stories and how grumpy he is. And he's like the old guy who's helping out all this young blood with their, their problems. But he's also not like one of the old guys who actually got to do things. He's like... <laughs> He's, like, lower down on the totem pole, so he's kind of a scrappy old guy. I don't know. Yeah, like you see him. him doing, like, road work in the beginning. Yeah. And that's yeah. kind of great yeah. when you frame it like that, of just, like, he's doing... He's not out there having the battles. Maybe, you know, he's too old or whatever. Yeah. So or just not important enough. But it's, like, now now he has to be in the middle of, in the of these important events. Yeah, I like him. He's great. Yeah. I'm going to agree because like the, the boy, I mean, no offense, which is kind of annoying. And yeah, I mean, or, you know, just again, always needing, you know, 
Shout out oh. to Leonard Nimoy as Galvatron, though. Yes, I do I love hearing. Say, I love I hearing Leonard Nimoy and as I a love villain. Hearing Orson Welles' voice. So, oh, Orson yeah. Welles did a great job yeah. too. Certainly. So both of those were great villains. Yeah, I guess I will also go with Cup. Yeah. This movie was not a musical, but it did have some pretty sick needle drops, and I would like to know which of them was your favorite. If it is in the spoiler section, just be vague. For me, it's definitely dare. It's it's breaking through, yeah, breaking through some glass, and the music goes dare, dare to believe, and I'm like, yeah, I'm jamming. Yeah, I'm I was gonna jamming. say my second favorite was they were like under the ocean, and something something happened, and then they were like getting their momentum. But I mm. think the dare was my favorite too, because that was that, was, that I, we you really needed it at that yeah, point, and, I'm and that pumped. was just good, I'm yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would do the. I don't really have a favorite one. Okay, you can just be a spoiler (laughs) sport, and that's fine. If Tim Curry voiced a character in this movie, who? Because because I don't want to take away from Leonard Nimoy or um, Orson Welles because they did uh, amazing. So Starscream. um, (laughs) (laughs) No, Starscream has to sound like that. (laughs) What about one of like the big bot? The the big. Oh yeah yeah the 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 the, like guys that transform together. Yeah, no, the big, the giant one. The big green one? Yeah, yeah, there's like a few guys that... that I think Devastator is what they're called when they're together. Yeah. Yeah, 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 sure, yeah. That guy. Yeah, that'd be fun. One of the Dinobots. I mean, honestly, like, there's so many characters, you can put him on any bit character, and it would be kind of, kind of amazing, honestly. There was a fast-talking guy. Just throw him in there somewhere. Don't (laughs) don't even, like, do a robot sound on his voice. He just sounds, he just sounds like (laughs) Tim Tim Curry Curry, for some reason. Yeah, sounds like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Yeah, like, have a joke about, oh, yeah, he just sounds like that. We don't know what's wrong with his voice chip or whatever. (laughs) I don't know if they have voice chips. Don't come for me. (laughs) (laughs) Don't add us. Or do, please. Let's go on to our overall consensus and what we would rate this. Okay. Um, Yeah. Recommendation-wise, I I enjoyed it. So, if you are interested in like Transformers, definitely watch it. Not with... not, Not with kids, but like... If the kids are really attached to Optimus Prime, maybe let them get a little older. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or tell them about, like, sometimes people who make movies aren't the people who write them, and they have undue influence such that bad decisions can be made. And in this case, maybe there are some bad decisions. Um, but, yeah, but if you don't know Transformers, it's kind of hard to recommend it, especially because the middle stuff like losing the characters that you would know that didn't really affect me at all. Even I, I know Optimus Prime and it's like, well, he's gone. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, he's gone. Now. <laughs> uh, so yeah, hard to say, but uh, what, what do you say? Light recommendation? Sure. Go for it. <laughs> um, I will give it ratings wise a 2.25 pluses for the style Music is kind of a wash. It depends on if you like that sort of music or not. Character-wise, some of them are weak because they're they're introducing them. But the beginning was super cool. Yeah, I'll go 2.25. 
Um, I'm going to recommend with caveats. One is, again, don't have young children, especially that play with Transformers or that are attached <laughs> to Optimus Prime or grandchildren. Um, and uh, and also, if just kind of lightly recommend if you aren't into uh, if you aren't familiar with the Transformer series, it um, you might not as much. But again, if you just really like Transformers. The new stuff or whatever. I think it. I think it is a fun, a fun movie. Um, so yeah. And then, as far as writing, I think I'm going to go with 2.5 because I really like the 80s music. <laughs> so that bumped it up some uh, for me and just made it really fun. So and I love and just such great villain depictions with uh, Leonard Nimoy and with um, Orson Welles. That also made it really fun because I absolutely, the old timer in me, I definitely know those um, two awesome uh, actors and voice actors. Yeah, um, yeah, I'd, I'd recommend it. Um, I, I would say don't watch it if you're not into robots fighting and cheesy 80s sensibilities, um, including 80s anime. But if that stuff you're either really about or like are like yeah i'm cool with that then sure give it a try it's it's fun it's interesting it was a fun little ride um i give it a 2.5 yeah i think like it's it's not like an amazing movie or anything but i had a fun time watching it um it's not not one i'm necessarily going to go back to a lot but i am glad i finally saw it so yeah Next time, we will be starting our Halloween spooktacular. Ooh. Yes. Don't. Ooh. <laughs> um, <laughs> wow. Okay, so no, it's spooky. fine. It's, <laughs> it's fine, and I love you very much. Next time, we will be watching a um, Disney animated film that is something of a cult classic and definitely has spookiness in there. So join us next time and for the month of October as we watch, I don't know, I think like three uh, spoopy movies. Cool. Sounds good. Thank you guys so much for joining us and please, please continue joining us. Yes. Thank y'all for being here with us. Yes. Thank you very much. Thank you. And bye until next time. Bye. Bye. Love y'all. This has been How's It Hold Up with Danica Juarez and Jan James. You can find our podcast on Twitter at How's It Hold Up Pod. That's with each word capitalized and no apostrophe. Also, if you'd like to support us, we have a Patreon. You can find us at patreon.com slash user question mark U equals 2790566. Every little bit helps and even with a minimum pledge, you get access to things you won't hear in our main podcast feed. Check it out for more info. The two pieces of music used in this episode were created by Kevin McLeod. You can find both The Curtain Rises and Cool Cats at incomptech.com. That's I-N-C-O-M-P-E-T-E-C-H.com. Both songs were licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. More info on that can be found at http colon slash slash creativecommons.org slash licenses slash by slash 3.0. Thanks for listening!